Welcome to episode number 106 of Take Him With You for February 13th, 2011. Happy Valentine's Day for those of you that celebrate that. We're going to have a great time on this week's program, aren't we, Amy? We sure are. Love, love me too. You know I love you. I'll always be true. So please, love me too. On this week's program, we'll talk a little bit about love, but really our main subject is expectations. And we're going to talk about expectations and how they can either help us or harm us in life. We're calling this episode, Expectations Are Everything. Plus, we're going to talk about my dad's birthday, conquering our tech fears, and to post or not to post, that is the question. So, stick around. We're going to have a great time on today's fun and exciting episode of Take Him With You. This should be fun, huh, Ian? Yeah. I love your your answers. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh-huh. Listen, I'm listening to the music. Great. <laughs> Sounds great, honey. I love that. I'm being agreeable. Well, that means you always get the last word. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a minute. We'll listen to the rest of this song, and we'll be back. This is the holiday that people love to hate. Why do they love to hate it? Well, some people don't like Valentine's Day because if they aren't like in love, then they think it's a waste of time. And then I know other people that don't like Valentine's Day because they're not very creative and so they don't come up with anything fun to do with their significant other. But then I know some people that just love Valentine's Day and go overboard. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those... Uh, holidays that uh, is a, either you love it or you hate it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've always liked it, but that's me. Yeah. I kind of like it. I mean, but I've you been married. You kind mar- of like it? Well, I've been married for almost 25 years. So though, what does that so. mean? That, that Valentine's Day sucks after you get married? No, it means that I have someone <laughs> to celebrate with. Oh, so, Because okay. so, uh, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, so you liked it up until you got married, huh? <laughs> no, I just Gosh. mean... I I don't hardly remember a time when I haven't had my Valentine, so I have a Valentine to celebrate with. Way to dig yourself out of a hole there. I wasn't digging into a hole to begin with. Yeah, well, we'll see. (laughs) What's been your favorite Valentine's Day uh, that we've ever had? You don't even remember any of them? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) I, I think my favorite Valentine's time was when... I think Nathan was a baby, and it was the first time since we've been married that I had time at home because I didn't work when he was little. I worked, but not for pay. I took you work taking hard. care of him. Yeah. But um, I remember, I remember doing like fourteen days of Valentine's for you one time, where I made like a Valentine cookie and decorated it 
for every day. Yes, I remember and by the time it got to be Valentine's Day, the cookies were rock hard. Oh, well, the thought was I'm just there. joking. That, that really didn't happen. But I sent you a, a special cookie every day to work that was all decorated. I'm afraid I didn't do that for you this year, dear. Well, that's okay. I'm trying to be good with my eating and not eat a lot of sweets. Okay. So that's fine. <laughs> but I, I remember doing little fun things like that when the kids were little. And yeah. I, it seems like life has gotten different and we don't do <laughs> stuff like... I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, but I tried to do something goofy like... Well, Valentine's Day isn't about all the gifts and everything. It's about celebrating with the person you love. Yeah. And, and we've always been, we've always celebrated Valentine's Day with our kids even and got them little tiny things, you know, and mm-hmm. nothing elaborate, nothing big. But my mom did that for us too when like we were a, kids. a little dollar heart of chocolate or something, right. you something know, like just that. something to let them know we love them. Right. They're our little Valentines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I think last year, I remember we really weren't going to do anything and yeah. then we got, I think, a check in the mail we weren't expecting, and yeah. we ended up going out to dinner and to a movie, or, and it was really fun. Didn't, yeah. didn't we see Proposal last I d- I year? Think, I think we did. And you know what was so special about that for me? Uh, seeing, what's his name, Naked? No, I fat, I closed my eyes. I covered my eyes. Ah! Anyway, um, you know I closed my eyes. I covered them. But anyway, I, we're going to have to edit that. But anyway... <laughs> What I liked is that you oh. never go see chick flicks with me. Well, and you I, that's act, not true. I go to some. Um, you could probably count them on half of your fingers in one hand. Only half my fingers? What happened to the rest of them? I, you don't need them all because it's probably been only like two chick flick movies that you've gone to in our entire marriage. But anyway. That's not true. Well, maybe. Well, actually three. Well, Star Wars is like. No. No. no, no, that doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Star Trek has so, love scenes and stuff in it. At no. least my movies don't have naked people in them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I, I guess you have seen three girl movies. All right. Flicks. Name them. Um, I can. Oh, you you saw um down in the Raymond Theater. You saw you've got mail, and they they had the reels mixed up. And on one of our that. on one of our anniversaries, was it like our eighteenth or twentieth or somewhere around there? You went to Ocean Shores with me, and we went out to dinner, and we saw um, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, which yeah. you didn't like, and you were really depressed. Depressed for two afterwards. Weeks. Well, and, I just didn't like all those people dying. Yeah, we, you know, I mean, I think it's really cool how movies can make things very realistic, but at the same time. And sometimes it's hard to face reality on what really happened, mm-hmm. so if that makes sense. Well, I liked the movie more than you did because I'm a history buff, so uh-huh. it was like, it was a double win for me because it was like a historical movie and it had a love story. I, I'm a smulty love story kind of person. Hubba hubba. And then we saw um, Proposal last year. And yes, it did have an embarrassing scene. It but wasn't, I'll tell you what. It wasn't a sex scene. It was just no. an embarrassing moment, like... Two people bumping into bumping each other. Bumping into each other. Um, one out of the shower, one in going in the shower, and I covered my eyes. Oh gosh. Anyway, <laughs> the funniest scene though in that was when Betty White is dancing in the forest, doing her Indian chanting, and gets. Uh, and Sandra Bullock decides to like let loose and do let her. Let loose and her do her like chant. a rap thing with it. <laughs> 
It was so, I mean. Okay, the other scene that was great is when the eagle comes down, or the eagle comes, hawk or something, comes down and get this <laughs> gets little dog. Puppy. But it winds up getting her phone. That was fabulous. And she's out there running around with the dog in her hands up, yeah, up and above her, her head. Yeah, her bathrobe and rubber boots. Right. And the, and the people are standing. They can't hear what she's saying. And you know, they're standing there. Oh, she's having fun with the puppy. It's, it's really <laughs> It's, there is a couple other. I I, can, I don't. I can't believe I love this movie so much because oh, when they're in the bar. Because there's a couple other scenes and I had to like. Oh my goodness! I can't believe this and cover <laughs> my eyes. I go tell me when it's over. I don't want to watch it. This is so gross. <laughs> yeah, there were some scenes, but I'll tell you, for the most part, that movie was hysterical. If if you can cover your eyes, if that bothers you like it does me, um, it was so funny. It was such a funny movie, and you have two generations of extremely good comedic actresses you've oh got my gosh betty white betty white and sandra bullock she's awesome yeah i mean put them on the same screen and you're bound to get hilariousness yeah sandra Hilarity bullock ensues. is one of my favorite actresses why she's... did we get on this movie because, because i went and saw it with you last year yes you you said about valentine's day well tomorrow tomorrow is well was it two years ago Two years ago. Okay. Oh, I guess it was two years what ago. What did we, we do last year? I don't remember. I don't either. It's We're so bad. old. We're so old. You know, when you've been married almost 25 years, it's hard to remember every Valentine's Day. Yeah, this day is or... our 26th Valentine's Day together. I, I remember some of our anniversaries when our kids were little. We would get you bake pizza and M&M's and lots of Star Trek DVD. Yeah. Or no. Or no it, it wasn't be, a DVD. It was a videotape. Because video we didn't. Yeah, it was bad. We're old. That was our big anniversary dates for a couple of years there. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, what are we doing tomorrow? Anything special for it? Um, I kind of left that up to you, dear. Well, Catherine has driver's ed. Yeah, Catherine could, has driver's could, ed from we could go five out. to seven. So we have to do something either before or after her Valentine's. Her, not Valentine's. Why am I getting Valentine's? Her driver's ed. Well, no, we could do it during her Valentine's. During, oh, during her her, you just did it now. <laughs> you called during her Valentine's. Yeah, we could do something while she's in. Breakwater Seafood's right across there. We could go over there and smell smelly seafood. I don't like the smell of seafood, though. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I guess we don't have to discuss our Valentine's plans <laughs> on our podcast. But anyway, for those of you that, uh, you know, tell your, your significant other how much you love them today. And if you don't have somebody, if you're single... Don't don't give up. You know what? God has somebody cool for you. Well, don't don't freak out. And there's a lot of people that le- need a little love and encouragement. That's right. That you know, maybe an elderly neighbor well, you know, or a well, little kid next door. That for would years, like a I took my coworkers when I had a job in 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 the workplace, not at home. I took my coworkers. Um, Little gifts and little fun things on Valentine's Day. And so, it, sometimes you'd even get a little box of like kids' Valentines and, yeah, and, and give put them everybody, around everybody with a, like a little lollipop or something. Right. And, and I, I just, the reason I do that is just because Valentine's Day, I know that mostly couples celebrate it, but really it's kind of fun just to tell people you love them. And that's not a bad thing. In fact, I think more of us should do that more often than just mm-hmm. on February 14th. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a mainly a U.S. holiday or not. I don't know. I never really did any research to find out. Yeah. So, uh, sure. hey, if you celebrate Valentine's Day in England or in Australia, uh, Australia or wherever you're listening, yeah, let Mex- us know. Mexico listeners. and Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you would, uh, yeah. 
So there. Hey, yeah. by the way, just want to let everybody. Oh, oh no. You know, before we do that, why don't we do this? I'm, I wrote a song last year. That's what we did on Valentine's Day last year. Okay. I, you and I spoke for a Valentine's Day banquet. That's right. We yeah. we had our intimate dinner with about forty other people. That's right. And we <laughs> sang. I sang a song, and we did a a. a, a a thing together. In fact, I think we recorded it and people can listen to it if they go back in our archives and look. But uh, let me play the song that I, I wrote last year. This is, Instead of 50 Ways to Lose Your Lover, I wrote a song called 50 Ways to Keep Your Lover. And we'll play it right now. And then when we get back, we'll announce our contest winner from last week. This gorgeous girl, then I got down on my knee Asked her dad for her hand and if she would marry me She said I'd like to share my life But hey, I don't do this for free There must be 50 ways to keep your lover She said to me, hey, it's really nice to be pursued Furthermore, I hope you're blessed by my feminine attitude Just remember that you're no longer a bachelor, you see And there's 50 ways to keep your lover Yeah, 50 ways to keep your lover Just scratch my back, Jack Put up the seat, Pete You fill me with joy, Roy And then you'll keep me I get the last word, nerd Just need to be heard, sir Listen to me, Lee And then you'll keep me Just scratch my back, Jack Put up the seat, Pete Fill me with joy, Roy And then you'll keep me I get the last word, nerd Just need to be heard, sir Listen to me, Lee And then you'll keep me said it's pleasing to see you try and understand the differences between a woman and the nuances of man i said i didn't realize that it would take so much work there must be over 50 ways she said why don't we live a long long time roll old together slowly and live out our lives just fine and then I realized that she was my gift divine There must be 50 ways to keep your lover 50 ways to keep your lover Just scratch my back, Jack Put up the seat, Pete Fill me with joy, Roy And then you'll keep me I get the last word, nerd Just need to be heard, sir Pete. Amen. 
<laughs> and then put it down again. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> oh, that's a funny song. What was even more funny is when you made me sit in front of the whole banquet and, and sang it in front it of to them. me. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, awkward, but. Oh, it wasn't awkward. They all got a huge kick out of it, and the <laughs> and the sound system kept cutting out, and it was just totally embarrassing. But whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we had good Chinese that's, food that's that night at Ocean perform- Palace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's live performance for you. Yeah, that's how that goes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, congratulations goes out to Gareth Edwards from Surrey, England. And why is that? I know, but just so you can tell other Because people. he listened all the way to the end of our podcast last week. He's a glutton for punishment. He, he even heard the special he bonus song that I put on the end and uh, wrote to me. He was the first person to email us and tell us that he listened all the way through. This is how we knew that one of the listeners at least went all the way through the podcast. Yeah. You know, that's really good because sometimes I don't do that. And it, it's oh, not great. that... Sometimes no, you don't go all the way through our podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm like... I had to finish the whole thing without you. No, I will sometimes. But um, sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast, it's not that I don't mean to, but like I'll be working on something and then I'll be done and I have to move on to the next thing. So right. I, I so have you, to pause the podcast. And well, you listen to the rest of it later eventually, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time. So anyway, Gareth, congratulations. You won yeah. an MW Orbit CD. Yeah. And I sent it off yesterday in the mail. Uh, uh, United States Postal Service. I think you even put a poster in there. I did. I put a poster, uh, some CDs, and a couple of goodies in there for you, Gareth. So I don't know how long it takes to get to England, but I'm sure it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Has a long way to swim. We shipped some stuff to Australia the other day, and it was it, it didn't take as long as I thought it would. In fact, I think it, it only took like a week and a half to get to Australia. So that's yeah, pretty cool. That's good. It's pretty cool, I guess. So did Stefan get his Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Yeah, we already talked about them, remember? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if he got them. I know we sent them, but I didn't yeah, know the, if he... Well, they... That's not... Ex- yeah, anyway. <laughs> I sent CDs, uh, MW Orbit CDs over to him in a big box. Mm-hmm. And he... he ra- ra- oh, I dropped my iPod with our schedule on it. Oh. Um, yeah, he he requested that he have Reese's. You already said this last week. Packing. I thought that was funny. That's I funny. did. Yes, you did. Okay, well, you know, it was a whole week ago. I can't remember what I said then. Jeez. Oh, so, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> Change the subject. <laughs> Other than my poor memory, <coughs> usually I have a good memory, but yeah. So we're talking about. So my dad's birthday was your... this week. Oh, that was last right. weekend. But he's but in Hawaii. I was just going to say, I couldn't celebrate it with him because the last few couple of birthdays he's been out and about. Yeah. He's in Hawaii enjoying the nice weather. And Boy, that'd be nice to go to Hawaii for my birthday sometime. <laughs> okay. Or anything. Any reason at all to go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Neither have I. We'd love to go someday. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Maybe. Actually, I found a place I really want to go. Really? Atlantis. Oh yeah, that's they have in the a resort Caribbean, called the Atlantis that mm-hmm. is just way cool. Yeah. It's got all this Aztec stuff and swimming pools and snorkeling, and it's beautiful, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea how much it costs to go there. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, happy birthday, Dad. Mm-hmm. I doubt he's listening right now, but hey, <laughs> that happens. Hey, real quick, I wanted to talk about something. We we've been having this discussion with a friend of ours that listens to the podcast, Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about how, um, well, different people have uh, an aversion to tech. Mm-hmm. 
And I was I was thinking it might be interesting to hear from your perspective. Since I'm Mr. Tech, I, I would love to get um, every technical, cool electronic device ever made. Mm-hmm. And, and then play some. and play with it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's you know it's a little above my. Le- I mean, I have to have a big learning curve on some of the things. Well, sometimes it's above our budget is the big issue. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. The nice part about tech now is it's come down in price so much that it's affordable yeah. for most everybody, depending on what you do, I guess. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I know for you, for a long time you were a holdout when it came to tech. In fact, I remember when I bought you your first iPod. And you kind of had this funny look on your face when you got it. Because I would say in our entire marriage, I mean, you haven't wanted to program the VCR. You don't like using the remote control. You don't like uh, programming the oven or or <laughs> the microwave. You're just not into it. I've learned, and I've you learned want how the, to do you, some of those. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying. And like cell phones and stuff, you were like, no, you know, give me one that I can just push the buttons on. Yeah, a simple one. So you kind of for a long time had an aversion to tech. But now... You have an iPod Touch, you have a Kindle, you have a cool cell phone that you can text with, mm-hmm. and you use Bluetooth. Tell me, what what was the big, what was the, the transition for you, and how did you overcome? Because were you afraid of tech, or was it just, what was it that made you not really want to use it? Well, I think part of it was just my personality, that I like to read books, and I like quiet things and you know a lot of techie things are more complicated more stressful but I think I think that's part of it is that um back when I was younger to run a computer you had to they weren't user-friendly you know or a lot of the electronic things were more complicated yes and you know in high school I had to take um I didn't have to, but for some stupid reason, I took um, computer programming. Why was that stupid? I think it's oh, cool. Anyway. It's um, preparing you for me. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, it was the only class that, that I did poorly in, <laughs> in, all, in all of high school. Um, I pulled it out, but it was it was pretty bad there for a while. Um, but, you know, to, I think it was intimidating having all the learning all the computer languages and all that stuff and um things have just gotten a lot more user friendly and one thing for me is I didn't want to learn how to text but then I finally figured it out a little bit and then you finally got me a phone that has a keyboard on it and that's so much easier than doing the little t9 oh that was a pain in the behind that rhymes t9 pain in the behind anyway not really kind of Anyway, in my so behind, kind of has a long eye. Hind. Whatever you say, (laughs) Fay Ray. Okay. So so anyway, I think um, I think I got just things have gotten more user friendly. Like the um, iPod Touch, you had one first, Mm -hmm. and um, I wanted to play like Scrabble on it. Right. And I like Scrabble and, you know, and I still probably my whole life will probably have fond memories of like paper books and Scrabble boards, Mm -hmm. like with real pieces that you move. But, you know, it's just the, the way that we're living now, um, I like the fact that technology can allow us to have less clutter because we have a lot of clutter and I have bookshelves full of books and 
and it's nice to be able to like have 40 books on my Kindle. I don't have that many now, but I could eventually have 40 or 50 books on it mm -hmm. and it'll fit in my purse. By the way, what? this Miss Techie. Yeah. Um they just came out with an update for the Kindles, which I will help you with. But now you'll have the real page numbers on the book. Oh yeah, instead of right now mine just says it like spreads you're them across. 40% done or right. 30% done. And and also some new social network stuff on it so you can do um Yeah, that Facebook was one thing I didn't really care about the Kindle at Christmas time I tried checking my Facebook and email, email and on it. It wasn't really. And it really didn't work that great. It, they've come up with they, the improvements. They've so improved we'll it. Okay. Maybe next week we'll review the updates to the Kindle. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So you're back. So so for you, overcoming the tech fear was more user friendly, so mm -hmm. it wasn't as hard to use, and um, and two, the convenience of of less clutter, and being able to take it with you. Yeah, like if someone goes on a vacation, a Kindle's perfect because the battery will last for weeks. I mean, unless you read all day long, it might right. only last for one week, but it lasts a really long time, and mm -hmm. you can get. You know, thirty books all on, you know, a couple of ounces on. So that was enough bag, to persuade so. you to use tech. Um. Yeah. I. I think it's been slower in coming for me, but it's just become more user friendly. You don't have to be a total electronic geek to to do it now. Okay. So, what kind of advice would you give to someone listening that has? Because usually, it's one spouse is more techy than the other. Like you. Okay. Maybe. What advice would <laughs> no. What advice would you give to people like me? On how to help you, people like you, overcome their fear of tech. Well, I wouldn't be pushy, but, you know, I would just show how it's improved your life. And then, okay, you're trying to, you're patting the couch to get the dog's Come attention. Instead of listening to me. I'm listening to you. So anyway, I, w I wouldn't be pushy because some people just like, I have a mom that she's 81 years old. She just got a Kindle and she's she's excited about that. But she does not in any way want to have a computer in her house. Yeah. You know, she just doesn't want to be into that. And and that's okay. Not everyone has to have computers and not everyone has to have iPhones. And, mm -hmm. and that's okay. So your recommendation is what? Well, just... Live by example. If something is really cool, show how some something's cool, but don't I have be pushy advice. about it. I have advice. What you do is you find something that is similar in their taste and get them to see. Because yeah. my wife loved to read. I thought if I get her a Kindle, she might just actually use it. Oh, and I have. I really yeah. enjoyed it. So there you go. And, see, and my find, iPod or so Touch. Or find something you could do together, like play words with friends. <laughs> my iPod Touch, the favorite thing I do with it isn't necessarily... I do use it to listen to music and podcasts, but my favorite thing is playing Words with Friends. Which or is basically Scrabble. Scrabble Across the World. Yeah. They should have just called it Scrabble Across the World, but I'm sure that's <laughs> copyrighted. So anyway, but the technology has come out with things that are similar to what, you know, those of us who like old-fashioned things. Yeah. <laughs> they have old-fashioned apps. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I like. Cool. One of the latest cool things that I just downloaded was Dish Network um, Remote. And now we can program our TV mm -hmm. and change channels and playback stuff off the hard drive and everything right on our iPod Touches. Isn't that cool? So so we can record a show. Yeah. And as long as we're in a Wi-Fi hotspot. Right. 
we can watch the show on our iPod? No, no, no. You have no. to spend $120 to get a little sling box put on if you want to do that. Oh. This is just, you can program it while you're out. Like, let's say there's a special and you forgot you were going to record that. Find Wi-Fi, and then you get on your iPod Touch, and you say record this program, and it does it over the Internet. And if someone has an iPhone that has 3G right. or whatever, then they well, can they'll do have it anywhere. Um, I'm hoping they're going to have it for Android pretty soon. So I can just use my phone anytime and do it. But that's kind of cool. And then if you're in the room, you can actually use it as a remote control as well, which is kind of cool. Since sometimes the remote controls have been eaten by the couch cushions and it takes us a while to find them. No, well, I don't think it replaces them. <laughs> I just think you can use it. But anyway, cool technology that you can use. You can do it on your computer as well, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one last thing before we get into the subject of the day. Subject of the day today is going to be all about expectations. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly all about expectations. But uh, one last thing I want to talk about that's interesting that I've, I've heard a lot of buzz going on about. And that is how social networks are becoming more and more on the rise as far as um, older people using them, not just younger people. So you've got you've got parents now using Twitter and Facebook, and you got kids using it at the same time, and they both kind of use it for different type of things. And uh, and a little bit too much information, the kids think that the parents are sharing too much. Remember that advertisement that we saw? Yeah. And uh, it was a well, it was a fake commercial, wasn't it? No, they're no. they a bunch of they were going to get. Uh, <laughs> phones for all their kids and, oh. the, and the dad and the parents were texting all the time or posting updates and... uh-huh and the kids were embarrassed uh-huh well we've actually experienced that for real so tell me a little bit about what what you think about this whole thing of <laughs> our kids not wanting us to be on social networks <laughs> to post or not to post that well, is the question i actually apologized to one of my children because he posted a thing about who commented the most on his his posts. Right. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I believe I was number one or something. You posted on Nathan's stuff? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I actually backed off for a while without saying anything to him. And then I said, well, I haven't been commenting on your stuff that much because I felt really um, stupid that I was your number one. Stalker. Stalker, <laughs> I guess. And, you know, when your kids are off at college, having Facebook, it, you know, kind of lets you know a little bit of what's going on with them. But Well, only what they want you to know. <clears> what they want me to know. But anyway. be good or bad, But, but then he handled it really nice. He goes, well, Mom, you're my mom. You're supposed to be like that. I go, okay. <laughs> I didn't feel so bad then. At least he wasn't. I remember Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live came out with that uh, that yeah, funny the commercial, sketch. The, yeah. the sketch that had the... Uh, um, block your mom from Facebook or replace his stuff, you know. Yeah. So if you're in all these parties and stuff like that, then it puts up like you were at the petting zoo or something, you know. It was yeah. really hilarious. It changes the pictures so they, they aren't as incriminating. In- incriminating? Incriminating. Incriminating. I like incriminating. That's <laughs> okay. It's where you date criminals <laughs> okay. and you don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> They anyway, change those pictures. <laughs> so, Catherine, you're in here. Tell us if you th- do. You think that we uh, that uh, we abuse and stalk you on uh, social networks? Well, I don't post all that much, so I don't know. You don't know, huh? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit. Get by your mom for a minute and tell us uh, you had your. You've been going to Driver's Ed. What do you think of it? I'm not sure. Get closer. I've only gone once. 
Well, by this time, you've gone three times. But what do you uh, think of the class so far? It's fine. It's fun? No, fine. Fine. I was going to say, I hope it's not fun. <laughs> fine means okay. She'll oh, okay. get through it. <laughs> How many classes do you have to take before you're all done? Well, at least at least fifteen, because three times fifteen five classes eight, plus eight, how many eight. drives do you take in driver's ed? Six. Six. And how how has it been driving the car? It's been interesting. What do you mean by that? I've done pretty good except for one time. You did really bad. Well, oh. the time that she almost ran into the house because oh, the truck. She was coming in the driveway, Absolutely. and I Push said, okay, put gas. the brake on, and she put the gas on instead of the brake. Oh, and, that's comforting. And she stopped in time, time, but, you know, we had a little whiplash there, but it was, <laughs> it was the first time she pulled in the driveway, I think, or maybe... No, second. Wow, second. crazy. Okay. All right, well, we should get on with our but subject. Other but... than that, we did, we've done okay with her driving. Yeah. It's a little scary going around corners with her, but she's doing better. I'm going to have to get that stuff for my hair. <laughs> what to cover the gray yeah or, or i just pull my years. hair out i think <laughs> oh one last thing our dog went in for her her surgery to not have puppies and she's recovering fine yeah she's jade doing well. hi jade come here here's my dog right there everybody this is my dog jade say hi she you know we tried she to get barked her to on the last podcast last she did oh did she yeah Aww. you sure don't remember the last podcast at all do you well, I think, didn't someone drive up or around or something? She yeah. didn't bark in the microphone, but She's pretty she sweet. is just a sweetheart. They couldn't believe at the vet that she was a rescue dog because she's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, she is. But we got to tell the story behind her. and Yeah. You know, I think she was um, had been loved as a puppy. It just it didn't work out in her previous home. and so. Yeah. That so. was the laundry getting done. <laughs> This podcast has been fun. <laughs> you know, we live here. So yeah. Okay, so let's get into our subject. We'll be right back. Um, and we're, to get into our subject, I'm going to play a mystery song a mystery and see song. if my wife can recognize oh, the song. No. Here we I'm go. not good with titles. Here we go. So, 
What do you think? Well, I don't know a title to this, but I do know where it, what it's from. Okay, what is this song from? What we just hear? It's it's from the original Battlestar Galactica back from the 80s when we were kids. Okay, that and, was the 70s. Or, okay, late 70s. Yes. And it's when the Battlestar Galactica lets part of their crew go down to this... Space casino. Space casino on this planet. And there's like all these weird aliens. And mm -hmm. some of the weird aliens are these mis... Well, uniquely formed... Um, How so? I don't want to say. Why? Because it would be embarrassing. I think they had like three mouths or three eyes or something and and three projections in their chest. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> um, anyway, they were set up for triplets, I guess is how you'd say it. And, and who wanted to get a singing contract for them? Um, a singing contract? Remember Starbuck? Oh, Starbuck was always up to something. Yeah, he wanted to get them into a singing contract. They just happened to sing disco music in the casino. Okay. And as you know, disco music is always, you know, it's not just... What's going on? I just door. Oh, anyway, disco music is a universal throughout the galaxy it, of music it was in, in the 70s. It was in Buck Rogers. Um, yeah, Glenn Larson. Also, they yeah, Glenn had... Larson was the producer of Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers. Oh, that explains the cheesy disco music in both. Huh? Well, it was current music for the time. Yeah, and it's amazing how the hairstyles for yeah. like Starbuck and Buck yeah. Rogers were so similar. Well, I'm pretty impressed. The feathered hair, remember I'm pretty, feathered yeah, hair? I'm very impressed that you remembered where that song came from. That just tells you that you've been around <laughs> me a long time. We've been married a very long time which brings me <laughs> to our subject today okay i i really did not have any expectations that you would know what that song was from however you pleasantly surprised me by knowing it yeah <clears throat> so we're going to talk about expectations today something mm -hmm. that i think every Good single time. one of us have dealt with or deal with on a on a pretty i think daily basis maybe even more than a daily like probably how can many you do times. it more day than daily well because you know, you might have expectations at work with yeah. different people at work yeah. and different situations at work, and then you have different expectations at home. Yeah. One of the things that reminded me of was um, we recently went over again the five love languages, mm -hmm. and um, I listened to the audio book of that, and they were talking about um, one couple that were, I mean, probably all the couples they talked about were, were dealing with this, but the one that stands out in my mind is one couple who the husband came into the marriage expecting his wife to do everything with the house and the car and the yard because um his parents had that kind of relationship where the and dad he would just go out and work and bring the money in yeah he would go hunting or something when he wasn't working and right and he expected her to do everything. And if she didn't have the house and the car perfect and dinner on the table at 5.30 sharp, or, then he was upset. And she was upset because before they got married, he had been very helpful. And he helped um, make sets for their church plays. And he would come over and help do dishes before they go on a walk. And, and then as soon as they got married, he slipped into 
what he expected of marriage from his parents and even more so because I guess his parent his dad had mowed the lawn and washed the car and and he didn't even do that (laughs) so so anyway they had to talk about their expectations because she had expected him to do a lot around the house because he had before they got married right and and he had expected her to do everything so in other words sometimes our expectations can be and and not just in relationships of of like spouse relationships, mm-hmm. but sometimes our expectations can be based in reality, and sometimes they they're not. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, though, expectations are really a source of a lot of stress in our lives. A lot of stress. I I would think that in marriages and and even in any kind of relationship, you know, with if it's parents <coughs> and, and their children or siblings. Um, I think expectations are probably the number one cause of stress because like if it was your birthday and you expected someone to throw a party for you and then you didn't even get a card or something, right? you, you would be disappointed and disheartened and, you know, well, there, but there's a fine line. I, I posted something on Facebook. I didn't, this is the first time I didn't get like 38, 40, 50 comments on it mm-hmm. because I posted the, the statement um, expectations, um, we can have, how did I say it? Do you have it right there? You no, know, I was on my email, so it'll take me a second to get to Facebook, but I Well, can. what I had, basically I had said is there's, there's a fine line between expecting too much and too little. And where's that line for you? Mm-hmm. Where Where is that for you? And, I think maybe that was too general of a question. Well, no, I think that this is a hard. It's a very hard subject. Yeah. Because. Whenever we think about our expectations, I think one of the first things that comes to mind is when our expectations haven't been met. Mm-hmm. I I remember one particular birthday I've, I've brought up many times through the years, and I have a wonderful family, but my family forgot my 16th birthday. And for some reason, I thought that it would be kind of sweet 16, you know. And every other year growing up, I didn't always have a friend birthday party, but my mom would always let me pick something that that I liked for dinner and we'd have at least a family dinner with our immediate family, if not extended family or a birthday party. She always had done something special for my birthday. And that year um, I got home from school. She wasn't home. She was working at a funeral for a friend. She was helping in the kitchen and didn't get home till 730 that night. Yeah. And I remember that feeling of, you know, just feeling forgotten and sad. And and my expectations weren't really unreasonable because all the other birthdays growing up, she had remembered and done right. something. And, right. and so I was kind of <clears throat> an emotional train wreck that day. But I love my mom. I'm not you know, unforgiving. <laughs> she remembers my birthday now. You know, for, She's always remembered she's your birthday. She's really sweet. Yeah. So anyway, it was just a, I guess, a trying time for her, for her to forget. Sure, you know? sure. But that's true. You had an expectation. Now, the comments that I got back, are you there yet? Oh, you're still I, going there? I'm still getting there. We're really interesting. And, and I think that they will kind of open up our discussion here, what we're going to talk about, because I think, um, depending on how we deal with our expectations can make or break our days, sometimes our weeks, and even sometimes our years. Or decades. Well, I hope not decades. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, sometimes people have, you know. I mean, like if a marriage dissolves, 
that that um, Has, you had? you expect that this is going to be the love of your life and you're married for 20 years and he leaves you for another lady and you know or, or I don't know if lady would be the right term leaves you for another person um you know that can be devastating i you know i've talked to women that you know 5 6 years later they're still well, having a hard I time thought, you know with i that. thought when we went through a transition of employment and stuff at the church we were at um, when everything kind of went haywire on us and we resigned, I I thought for sure, I had great expectations that things would be mended and taken care of and everything, and it never happened. Yeah. And so, and that was, well, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you would think that um, I would have thought it had all been okay, but quite honestly, I've still struggled with stuff from that. Mm-hmm. And that's been two years. You'd think in two years you'd get over it, you know. But there are, again... It was all about expectations and what I thought should happen, and it didn't happen the way I thought it should. And um, I think that happens in a lot of people's lives. And in fact, I would imagine everybody listening has had situations where it just didn't go the way you thought it should go. Yeah, and I think that's where that verse comes in that we hear quoted a lot. If verse of church, what? Verse from the Bible. If if you've been in church circles, you've heard this a lot. Most of the folks that it listen says, aren't haven't been in church circles. Well, so. Okay, well, let me fill you in. Okay. <laughs> it says, hope disappointed makes the heart sick. And that just That's a says, proverb. It's a proverb. And it just means that, you know, you get your hope in something... And, and then it doesn't pan out. And then, you know, you get heartbroken over it. Yeah. It it can just really crush you and, and just make you feel really disappointed and sad and heart sick, I think is a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, and and yet sometimes you have to go back and reevaluate, well, what was my hope in? Was my hope in something? Was know? it in reality? And, you know, and sometimes, you know, when people have been in a relationship that they thought was going to be forever, whether it's, you know, for a long time, whether it's a work situation or a marriage or, or some significant best friend. And, you know, when something ends that you had expectations that it is heartbreaking. Yeah. And, and you just sometimes have to say, well, you know, that's a loss, grieve the loss and then move on. And, and it's, it's hard sometimes to go through that process of grieving and letting well, go. And, and, and I, I think the thing that I struggle the most about expectations is we're told, I, I'm, I mean, for the most part, i I consider myself over many, I mean, if you look at my entire life, I would be a pretty positive person. But I think when expectations were, um, when I was disappointed in things that happened, I think I've become more negative, and that's not a good thing. I, you know, you don't want to live your life that way. So there's a fine line between when the Bible talks about hoping and having hope in things, and 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 there's these great things ahead, and you want to think positive and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you have a, a disappointment. Then it's like wow, my expectations were dashed, then you don't want to really expect much anymore. And I don't want, but that's becoming (laughs) cynical. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's good to live our lives as cynical. So I think there's a fine line here. There's there's a difference between being cynical and being realistic and cautious. Like, for instance, if, if you work as a cook and... You know, several times you get burned taking (coughs) things out of the oven... 
you realize after a while you should use oven mitts, <laughs> you right. know, or have some kind of protection. Sure. Not that you don't continue to live life and do what you're called to do. Not that you stop baking. Not that you stop baking. Or cooking. But you kind of smarten up down the road. You and figure a different way to do it. Make sure your arms are covered and you have... That's a good analogy because I think that, in, in fact, then you can still be... You can cautiously go into things with a little bit more information. And, and we talked about wisdom a couple of weeks ago on our podcast. And sometimes you need to know that no man, no job, no relationship is going to fulfill your needs. It's just not possible. Only God can fill those holes in your heart. Right. A relationship with God. And so when we expect things of other people, and, and we've even talked about this between the two of us that sometimes we can have unrealistic expectations on God too. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, God, your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will be done. Not my kingdom come that, that even when you're trusting and believing and having your hope in God, God's will isn't always your will. God's will for your life isn't always the way, you, you know, you might say, well, okay, I think I'm going to have a Jaguar and live in a castle and have, you know, a big vacation home in the Bahamas. And, you know, that might be your idea of a perfect life, but it might not necessarily be God's best for you. Right. It might not be what God God's plan for you. Maybe God's plan for you is to work in an orphanage in Africa to give love to babies that their mamas have died. You know, maybe God has a plan for you. That's or maybe he wants you just to be a, a good husband. And yeah, maybe God wants you to raise your kids. Raise loving kids, responsible or kids. Or maybe he wants you to work at a certain place and really put your all into the career that yeah. he puts before you. Yeah. I'm just saying God has plans for each and every one of us. And sometimes we can get disappointed if our lives don't turn out how... We have planned them, but the question is, why don't we ask God, God, what do you want me to do? Well, and I, I think it boils down to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, too, or I, I don't remember, but we talked about it once. And that is um, that if you really get close to God, if you if you start to nurture a relationship with Christ, then the Bible is clear that he will give you the desires of your heart. And that doesn't necessarily mean... It means he can put the desires in your heart that... You should have exactly yeah and i think a lot of times we have desires to do certain things that aren't necessarily put in there by god but something that we think would be really cool when that may not be what we're supposed to do so the key to that mm. is to get to know god better yeah so that's just a throw that out there yeah okay so what what did i ask what was my question your question was there's a fine line between expecting too much from someone and too little. Where is that line for you and why? Okay. What did we get for responses? Well, we got a few more than you thought because I think we have about eight now. But oh, okay. way less than we originally had. Right. But Betsy said, good question. I have to do some heavy thinking on that one. And you know, I asked the, myself that question and <laughs> it was hard to answer. Yeah. Um, Anthony has a couple different, um, His was, he, he had some really interesting takes on it. I yeah. really like what he had to say. So he has two things right in a row. So I'll, I'll just combine them here. It okay. says, I always try 
to never expect anything. I'm rarely disappointed. In fact, I usually am pleasantly surprised. And he also said, change my mind. I have high expectations on my daughters and when they misbehave, it does leave me disappointed. I suspect that that is one area that I do expect too much so. So all of us, I mean, I know because I hear a lot of people say, well, I just lowered my expectations on everybody and it works out better. And then if I, you know, if something happens that's really cool, well, then great. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, I'm not too disappointed because I didn't put my hope and trust in that. Well, and I think, too, when we're talking about, I think, family, he brought up the point that he doesn't have a lot of expectations on other people. But I think the area that we are disappointed the most generally is, you know, if our family doesn't come through for us when we when we right. feel like we need them. And um, <clears throat> I think that raising our kids, I've tried to be fair, and you've tried to be fair, and and know the capabilities of each child and try to um, expect a reasonable a reasonable outcome with each you know and it, it's hard to do it's hard to be um reasonable i guess is the word with your own kids yeah with your own kids because there's something in well i think every parent wants the most for their kids mm-hmm. and we also see the potential in them mm-hmm. and, and can imagine what god feels like when he looks at us are his kids and, and sees goes the potential they have so much but what are they doing you know and and Sometimes I think I think it's normal in any family for us to look at our kids and go at one point go wow they are just awesome and then at another point go what did I do did I raise them wrong how come they but you know what everybody has a free will and I think that's when it comes down to um, you know we can't have unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot of times what gets us in trouble I remember go- when I was going to counseling one of the exercises that we did was talked about real expectations versus um, want expectations and what I mean by that is that sometimes we have certain expectations on people because of how it benefits us and that isn't that isn't really a good way to do things um, I remember um, our friend Don um, was raising his kids <coughs> and he he saw other parents and how they raised their kids and thought that isn't very cool and they would just tell their kids go mow the lawn go do this go do that go do this and they never did anything with their kids and then they expected their kids to do all this different stuff and he had a different way of looking at it he went and did stuff with them said hey let's go do the yard work right and he'd go with them right and as a result of that later on in life they'd say dad don't worry about it. you got other stuff to do we'll take care of that for you mm-hmm. so he instead of and, and then if they got in trouble or if they did something wrong, he would you know he disciplined them. But some he found himself disciplining them sometimes because of what it looked like about him. Mm-hmm. In other words, how how it reflected on his parenting instead skills, not for, necessarily for what was best for the instead kids. Instead of training them, right. the Bible says to train your children in the way they should go. And training is is one on one. Showing them the right way to do it, mm-hmm. correcting them when they do <coughs> wrong, but it's but for he, their good. But he realized that sometimes he disciplined them because of he was embarrassed about what they did. Not mm-hmm. necessarily what they did was completely wrong, mm-hmm. but because, you know, what it made him look like. And he stopped doing that. He stopped mm-hmm. disciplining because of what it made him look like and started to think about what was best for his children. 
and, and that is that's yeah. a pretty hard thing but that's he had to change his expectations and now as adults the They're boys are very oh sufficient God. they have their own families now great kids and, and They're great not kids relation- anymore, but yeah and great, great relationships with the parents still because yeah. he instead of just bossing them around and yelling at them he did stuff with them and yeah. and you know i think um he did a good job training yeah the children not just punishing but training. Right. And I think and, that's a big difference. But the whole thing was what his expectations were. He couldn't, it's not, it wasn't a, a real expectation to expect his kids just to be his slaves. Mm-hmm. You can't expect a 10 year old to go out and mow the lawn and do a perfect job the first time with no training, you know, but they could help you. Mm-hmm. They could help you mow the lawn. And in a while, after a few years, you know, they would probably take great pride in being able to do it like dad did. Right. You know, right. So, kind of cool. So, okay. So, got, what, what else we've was got there? a few more. Okay. Um, Tiffany says, I expect both too much and too little of myself in most situations. I always seem to think I can do better and seem to underestimate what I mean to other people. I'm kind of that type. I'm in that type of crap situation right now where it might be too much to ask something that on the surface seems quite simple but in reality might be more like opening a can of worms Mm. as a general rule i try not to ask people to do things that i would be unwilling or unable to do which in turn that's a really good point yeah which in turn doesn't leave me asking other others for things left and right i try to do a lot on my own because asking others for help with something i can do frustrates me I am reminded of the Sandra Bullock character on 28 Days who had to wear a sign that said, confront me if I don't ask for help. Which, by the way, it was an odd movie, but again, Sandra Bullock was awesome in it. And I I like that point of the movie. I actually, I watched that movie when we were um, out of our home for six weeks due to a storm. Dislocated, I guess. Anyway, and I watched that movie, and I had so much to do with the house, and that that movie actually ministered to me that I needed to ask my friends for help and not try to kill myself doing it all myself. It says, but she says, but I sometimes find myself surprised by others. So, well, that it reminds me of a, a relationship I had um, with a friend years and years ago. And um, I could not for the life of me figure out why it kept having conflict in the relationship. And I was like, I don't understand. I... And then what it boiled down to one day is he finally told me what he expected. Mm-hmm. And I realized I could not meet those expectations. And I had to be honest with him and say, you know, I really like you. You're a great friend. I love doing stuff with you. But I can't help you in some of these areas. I I, I just don't. I've got a family and you know all these family and a job. Right, and, and as a result of that, we grew apart, and we weren't the greatest friends anymore. But I I I could not figure out why things kept going haywire. It was because his expectations and mine weren't at all the same mm-hmm. when it came to friendship. Yeah, he wanted more, and uh, you know, and because the way his he was raised and his life and everything, I understood. Mm-hmm. why he wanted those but it wasn't healthy yeah and so you know sometimes there's conflict in relationships because of expectations 
So I think that's really interesting what she said. What I wanted to make a point on that was we should not expect others to do things that we aren't willing to do for them. Hmm. And I think that was a really good point. It's it's a deterrent for her to ask too much of people. And and also though there are times that we do need help and and so yeah, it's, but you it's know what? okay we, to ask once in a while. It <laughs> is, but you know what? You and I would be willing to help others if they asked. Mm-hmm. And that's that's has to kind of be yeah. a, a key to have realistic expectations mm-hmm. i mean i mean it'd be great if we could you know write to a rich person to say would you support us you know give us money for this and that um but that if we if we wouldn't be willing to support somebody or help somebody if they asked then we shouldn't be doing that does that make sense yeah yeah okay okay so we, <coughs> we have Good a couple point, more um daniel says depends on the person if they've earned my respect and in the ex expectation category i trust them to achieve more otherwise i don't expect much out of others until they prove themselves or i put them in a situation where i will push them and nag them about it knowing their capabilities and they learn for future reference my expectations and um greg says i think there depends um there needs to be another option a zone in the middle where you won't be disappointed, but you still leave wide open the opportunity for people to give more than you need and do more than you would anticipate. People tend to play against your expectations, whether either of you realize it or not. Leave those expectations more open, not so specific, and you might be surprised about who steps up and who doesn't. That's for real. Mm-hmm. In other words, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Well, and I think, too, um, I've noticed that some people will be really needy and will have to have a best friend that they have to call every day. Lots and of drama. And... Lots of drama and a lot of expectations on, like, one person, whether it be a spouse or a best friend. or And I think it's healthy to have many different relationships and many different friendships that you can um, not be so dependent on one whether person. one person is right. in a good mood or not that day. That right. your whole day isn't blown if your husband has a cold and is grumpy. You know, right. you can call up a friend and say, "Hey, you want to go on a walk, or you want to go out for tea, or you know." Well, that was a big revelation in our marriage way back when. Um, was when we realized that neither of us, I mean, we loved each other and we still do and we still meet each other's needs as much as we can, but there are lots of needs that we just can't meet. And it's not realistic. I mean, each of us are going to have well, that's days fa- that we are just not able to give out as well, much as we It's a fallacy in relationships that, that the other person will completely fulfill your needs. Yeah. That's that's not realistic. And I, I know that for years um, you did weddings for people and still do oh, occasionally. Some of the counseling that we did, was that one mm-hmm. of the questions was um, this or true or false. So this person, my, my, my spouse or my person I'm engaged to will uh, um, will be the or... only person that I need in my life, you know. And, and 
we see it's called idealistic distortion and what happens is a lot of the newer couples mm -hmm. will say well they're the only friend i'll ever need i won't need any other friends i won't have to, they're the only person i'm going to do stuff with and then the test comes back and says you better discuss this because the reality is that is not true you're mm -hmm. going to need some other friends you're going to need some other things to do you can't expect one person to fulfill all of your needs it's kind of like being a leech <laughs> you know i see a mud leech we have mud leeches around here and they just like suck the life out of another person because right. they're so needy mm -hmm. and you know i've seen that too counseling with with yeah. women that they have this fairy tale picture in their head that mm -hmm. their husband is supposed to be romantic all the time and whisk them off and you know, make them feel beautiful and lovely. That's their and, expectation. And then when they get into reality. And and their husband's a workaholic and, you know, isn't there very often. Or, or maybe, like, he, ah. maybe he's a great husband, but. But he can only he, do so much. He's only human. <laughs> he's only human. And he's going to have days that he's tired from work. And he's going to have, and this, you know, this stressful plays, things in his life. This and, plays out not just in, in, in relationships like marriage, but in. In work situations, in mm -hmm. friend situations, there's just not one person that can fulfill everything that we need. Yeah. And that's why we as believers, and of course this podcast is spiritual, not religious, but we're going to bring up the God factor because God is really the only one. And even then, it's hard sometimes. It's yeah. hard. But, but really, God is the only one that can truly fulfill a heart and mm -hmm. really meet all the different needs. And he does it through other people. But there's also this thing about having a relationship with God that causes you to, to uh, there's just a peace and there's a stability on the inside mm -hmm. of you that you don't have if you don't have that. And and sometimes, like you said, sometimes he'll meet those needs through a kind word or smile from somebody. Or an email. We get cool, encouraging emails every mm -hmm. once in a while. That's and very sometimes helpful. he'll meet that need through a quiet walk with just yeah. talking to him and enjoying or, the or sunshine. Or I've, I've and... had times when I've seen other people go through stuff and go, oh, that they go through a situation and then I think, wow, I learned a lot from just watching what happened with them. So God answers it through other people's situations as well. Mm -hmm. So very interesting. Well, Any got, other comments? We've got um, one more comment. Okay. It says, I expect the minimum of people, this is Timothy, mm -hmm. and glad when they go above and beyond what is required. I think that answers your question. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that was the last one? Yeah, there was a... Um, Someone posted a video too, but that'd be hard to do on um Yeah, I don't think we could play it over yeah, the over I the thing. I actually so. went and watched it, it was really cool. Oh, okay. So if you go to our Facebook page, it's Facebook.com slash Rick dot Moyer and look for that question. Um you can go watch the video. It was my brother in law. Was posted it on it. it was on marriage expectations. It was really oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Well and I think a key to all of this is if you have something that is really a need in your life and I think you need to communicate about it. And realistically, you know, like if you say, I sometimes will tell you, I really need a hug. You know, I'm feeling my, because my love language is physical touch. And if we go a while without getting a lot of snugglies, I get sad. And so I'll snugglies. tell you, I'll tell you, I need a hug. You have to list <laughs> out what snugglies are. I'd be interested. Um, Maybe privately. <laughs> Woohoo, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I... <laughs> <laughs> Catherine just said awkward. But anyway, there's, there's lots of different expectations. And I think as our lives um, change and grow, our situations change, expectations will change. And we just have to communicate 
what we need and be realistic about it that the people around us aren't always going to be able to fulfill those needs. Sure. But God can. It, the Bible says that God can give you peace that passes all understanding and he can guard our hearts and our minds. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's a good go-to guy. Well, there's there's uh, on our notes here, we have three areas of expectations uh-huh. um, that we all deal with on a daily basis. One is expectations on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we need to do is, is this was some of the exercises I did in counseling. And I would recommend this to everyone. And you basically sit down at your computer, open up a document that you can type into, an email or whatever, and just kind of write down what do you expect of yourself and write them out. I expect to be a good husband or I expect to be a good wife. I expect to um, be a good student. I expect, you know, what do you expect out of yourself? I expect to get straight A's. I, you know, write them all out mm-hmm. <coughs> in different areas of your life. Then what you do is you go and you look at those. And you kind of evaluate them and say, now, is this a realistic expectation or unrealistic? Because if you say, I expect to get straight A's and you are a working mom and you're going to school at the same time, and you're going... the, the reality of it is, is you probably aren't going to be able to do that unless you're super, super smart. And sometimes you can put undue yeah. stress on yourselves by having unrealistic unrealistic expectations I, I actually, or I expect my my wife to you know bring me a beer every night and you know so on yeah. so forth I actually knew someone that was really struggling in the area of school um, thinking that he had to get straight A's and it almost led him to a breakdown mm-hmm. and um, he had a teacher pull him aside and said you know if the class is easy and you can get an A, go for it. Right. But if it's a hard class, be happy with a B or a C. Even well, Ds get degrees. You know, if it's a... If well, it's not a, usually, but... Well, you might not get scholarships, but I'm just saying that... Bs you know, and Cs get degrees. Bs and Cs get degrees. Um, You know, the better grades you get, the better scholarships you get. But don't push yourself to the point of exhaustion and mental breakdown, emotional breakdown. Right. Um, if you cannot get an A in that class. So, in other words, you know, write out your, your the expectations you have on yourself. And then if you if you have a good friend you can sit down with and just kind of share those expectations, they will be able to tell you mm-hmm. if you are in reality or not. And that's just a really good idea to do, especially if you're really struggling in this area of expectations. The The second expectations that we have are expectations on others. Most notably, our parents, our kids, our family, co-workers, our spouses, friends. Those, that's definitely another way and a great exercise is to write down your relationships. Who do you have relationships with? And then write down what you really expect from them. And again, what is, what's probably the coolest thing is to sit down with a trusted friend or somebody you can go over those with and say, maybe this isn't reality. I know that with my counselor, when I went through some of the expectations that I had on some people, I found out that several of my expectations were out of whack. Mm-hmm. I expected way too much. Yeah. Uh, because I had, I was a little bit idealistic, you know, that idealistic distortion mm-hmm. thing where I thought if I had a friend that said they were my friend and went out to lunch with me and talked with me on a regular basis, I expected a lot from them, 
And I was willing to give that too. But the reality was they had busy lives and they had other mm-hmm. things going on. And when when we went through rocky times and they weren't there for me, I was crushed because I expected them to be there. If I would have been based in reality, they were there somewhat, but I expected too much, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know, and then there's on the opposite end of that. You can expect um, too little. I can tend to be a person that for most of my friends don't expect really anything. And then I'm very pleasantly surprised when someone will call I me. I wish I had a little bit more of that. Something. We could, you want to trade? <laughs> you and I can balance each other. I, we often do. That's why we're married. Yeah. We balance each other out in a lot of different areas but, because you know, a lot I of, tend to be more quiet. And, and, and a lot of times, like, different like I know with our kids, I mean, I know some, you know, I would imagine that if we would have done this exercise with them, it would have been a little easier on some things because um, sometimes kids can have in their mind expectations that the parents have that, that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And other times we can have too many expectations on our kids that they po- they can't possibly fulfill. So a lot of times it's good to discuss what our expectations are and are they based in reality? Can this really happen? But it needs to be done privately first because you don't want to. You don't want to freak any anybody out, but and then share it with your friend, you know, and then, you know, deal with it if you need to, and, and release some or have some more expectations. I know that um, when people believe in you and they they encourage you, I have expectations in some people because I know what their 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 potential is, mm-hmm. and so I will delicately try to encourage them to do those things. And as a result of that, I hope that my friends explore some of their creativeness and do some things they wouldn't normally do. Uh, and I hope that's I have I I I up my expectations on them because I just know their potential. Well, I think that goes to your kind of motivational gift of encouragement. encouragement that that's kind of what you're gifted to do is yeah. to encourage people. And then the last thing that we can talk about as far as as expectations go are expectations on God. Everybody has a different view of who God is. Um, And I know everybody, I mean, people want to say, well, no, God is just this, you know, you can define him. God is big. He's huge. But there are certain expectations that we can have sometimes. And and because of our expectations on God, if we don't feel like he's met our expectations, Mm -hmm. then sometimes we can live life in a way that we're not supposed to be living. Well, like sometimes people could pray for a miracle or something it in doesn't a, happen. a desperate situation. And when they don't feel like God answered, answered their prayer in the way they wanted, right? you know, again, they probably weren't praying the way Jesus taught us to pray, where you pray, <coughs> God, your will be done, your kingdom come. Instead, they were praying... God, this is what I want. Gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Yeah. This is what I want. Do it for me now. And if he right. doesn't do it for him now, then, you know, they act like spoiled kids and again, have I think, a temper tantrum. Again, I think <laughs> that, that the more we get to know God, then the more we understand his expectations on mm-hmm. our life and what we can expect from him. And and although that is still a struggle, even in my walk with God after 26 years, um, I just know that God is faithful. I don't always understand everything that happens. And like I wrote in the news, our newsletter the other day, um, there are seasons and I don't always understand how things work out, but God does know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully down the road, it'll be explained to me. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> all, I, all I know is this, is that you can put a lot of good expectations on God and he does fulfill our hearts and gives us peace. Even though we're going through rough times, he's there to go through it with us. And 
that's a very, very cool thing. So expectations determine basically what we think about the world around us. And if we can seriously sit down and prayerfully go over what we expect from ourselves, others, and from God, we may just be able to to uh, have some stress relief in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what we would love to have people and, uh, experience. And I've heard, too, that stress is the number one killer. Yeah. The number one cause of illness yeah. is um, too much stress. So really handling this, this issue of expectations properly mm-hmm. would really help improve health, and both in relationships so th- and your homework. physical health. That's and- our homework for everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Jot down your expectations on your... Remember, there's three areas. Yourself, the people around you, and on God. And and then take a look if those are based in reality or not. Have a friend help you with that. And that's our that's our conclusion then is that uh, let's try to have healthy, realistic expectations and let and not let disappointment discourage us. Mm-hmm. How's that? Sounds good. Very cool. All right, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed our discussion today on expectations. And we hope everybody has a great Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And um, will you have anything else you want to say? Nope, I think that that covers it. Next week, we're going to talk about the benefits of kindness. Hmm. That ought to be interesting. How can you be kind in a very unkind world? That's the tagline. So it should be very, very interesting. We would love it if you would contact us and let us know how we're doing with the podcast. We've been having lots of downloads. Wow, we had so many more downloads in January. It wasn't even funny. And February is looking really, really well for for really good for downloads. But we don't hear from everybody a bunch. We, just a few. So yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Would you email us? It's rick at takingwithyou.com or amy at takeinwithyou.com. You can visit our new improved website at takeinwithyou.com. Listen to uh, archives of the shows. Uh, you can contact us. You can get it, You can see where our links are for Facebook and for YouTube. And you can see our new doggie. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of different stuff. Plus, if you feel led to help us out, we would really appreciate it. Um, like we said on our last podcast, January is a very tough month for us financially. And uh, we're trying to actually pray for us. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Um, but if you could donate to the podcast, that would be awesome. Basically, you're donating to us, not the podcast. But uh, Amy and I could really use your help if you want to do that. And there's PayPal links on our website that you can do that with, or you can send a check. We have our snail mail on there and everything, and we'd really greatly appreciate that. Anything else you can think of? Okay, we had a great time. We came. We conquered. We didn't expect too much or too little. (laughs) And here we go. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you have a great day. And remember, expectations are everything. Don't forget to take him with you. And this has been a Moyer Multimedia recording, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Nice. It's it's actually Moyer Multimedia LLC. LLC. Well, I was close. Yeah. All right. Okay. What'd you get me for Valentine's Day? Well, you'll have to wait and find out. Probably didn't get me anything. I already have gotten something. I don't something. expect, I don't I already expect got anything you, for Valentine's Day. I already got you a gift and a card. Jeez. Oh, I got you a card and a gift as well. You did already? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are we going to do something special? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't get any reservations anywhere. Oh. Well, there's always that you bake pizza and a Star Trek movie and M&M's for dessert. (laughs) 
we can, we'll see. Okay, everybody, have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the amazing race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. <laughs> no, I don't think he likes you at all. <laughs> no, I don't like you either. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because... It's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. 
Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking Review podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumours as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. It's here, the follow-up release to my Stargazer music project, MW Orbit. The short story and musical journey of an artificially intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I am MW Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there? To purchase your copy of MW Orbit, head on over to mw-orbit.com. To listen to samples, download your free bonus song, and purchase your digital instant download from CD Baby. Discovery from the perspective of a small robot probe named MW Orbit. MW 
W. Orbit, The Short Story and Musical Journey. Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. Online. The way it can go branding.